Hello, this is Ben Thompson, doctor of audiology and tinnitus specialist. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This audio is a recording from my YouTube channel, Ben Thompson AUD. I hope you find the information you need and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, it's Dr. Ben Thompson. I'm making this video for day two summary of the tinnitus retraining therapy for management of tinnitus course. Making this video from my backyard in Berkeley, California some vegetables, kale, there's a lemon tree back there. So welcome to my backyard. Yes, this was day two. Let's say my takeaways from day two. Dr. Yastrobov, Powell Yastrobov, uh, his advice was that the fundamentals of tinnitus retraining therapy, which is commonly cited as the most effective treatment on a population level for tinnitus, uh, the focus is on teaching counseling and using sound as a therapy that's teaching counseling and using sound as a therapy a lot of the recommendations for trt tinnitus retraining therapy are individual based so what the individual needs that's how the counseling that's how the education is catered if someone's having trouble with sleep related to tinnitus and being in a quiet room related to tinnitus and trying to concentrate, then all of the education, counseling and teaching would be surrounded around those areas. And the, th- the sound therapy would be catered accordingly as well. Uh, another note that I took from day two is that tinnitus is not in your mind. Tinnitus is not a psychological or psychiatric condition. Tinnitus is a sound that's in the auditory system, the auditory brain. It's not something that's created by the mind. It's not something that's related to a psychological pathology or a psychiatric condition. Another takeaway from day two is that tinnitus distress does not correlate with tinnitus loudness. So you might think if someone has very loud tinnitus, they have a higher chance of being very distressed from their tinnitus. I thought that was the case. And I had this big learning moment where um, basically introduced to research that the, the, the report of tinnitus loudness does not correlate on a population level with the actual distress or the burdens or the challenges or the perceived suffering from the tinnitus really makes me scratch my head. It makes someone scratch their head who has tinnitus because someone might be, you might be thinking I have loud tinnitus. Therefore the tinnitus is why I'm distressed. And unless the volume, the perceived volume of the tinnitus can go down, then nothing else is going to change for the better. And to some degree, I believe I incorrectly bought into that system But being introduced to research and looking at research, which was mainly from the 80s and 90s, uh, explained by the Yastrobovs in this course, that there is no correlation between perceived loudness of tinnitus and perceived distress. So that sort of makes us switch the whole paradigm of thinking that the only way to get better is to reduce the loudness of tinnitus. Instead, it makes us think more about tinnitus retraining therapy and really how it's helping people. So that was a big moment for me. And I, I recently interviewed Dr. Jennifer Gans, who's a psychologist, and she had a similar perspective as the one that I just shared. But at the time, I, I wasn't 
I wasn't so sure about that, to be honest. But looking into the research a bit more, being educated myself, I realized, okay, some of my preconceptions were wrong. And I had to admit to myself, okay, I was, I was kind of wrong. So Dr. Gans and I are, uh, I'm having her on as a guest for the podcast, the Pure Tinnitus podcast. And we talk a bit about this. So check that out for the full, the full interview, the full conversation there. Um, so TRT, tinnitus retraining therapy. This is a note that I took from the course. It uses our natural physiology. There's, it uses natural abilities of your brain and your body to take care of the tinnitus problem. What that means is that, yes, you may use technology to help you manage the sound therapy of tinnitus, but the, the building of having awareness of the tinnitus sound but not reacting to it, that comes with time. And that's something that naturally changes in the physiology of our brain, our body, our ears, our hearing system. I really like that because I'm, I'm recommending a lot of holistic methods to improve health, wellness, and tinnitus. Neuroplasticity is a part of everything I do. So being reminded that tinnitus retraining therapy uses the natural system of the body, the natural system of the brain, and over time that takes care of the problem. We talked a good bit in today's course about the timeline of tinnitus and the different, you know, basically how you know, a six-month interval is a good period of time to work with a tinnitus therapist in a concentrated fashion. A six-month window is enough time for your body and brain to slowly make the changes uh, subconsciously, meaning you're not actively making the changes, but your system is reorganizing, the brain is changing, and the system is changing. So one takeaway that I took, which I plan to implement to some degree with pure tinnitus in my services, is uh, to take the first six months as a window of working with patients as much help as they need, probably offering multiple levels for wherever people are at with how much support they need, how much counseling, education, and consultation on sound therapy they need. Uh, but, but taking the six months as the framework, as the period of time to say, let's work together for six months and we'll give you everything you need. At six months, let's reassess where you're at. And if it makes sense for a patient of mine to continue working with me after six months, we would probably check in on an interval basis. Or at that point, the patient may say, yeah, I feel like I'm pretty much in the right direction or almost there. And I feel like I'm reaching my plateau of, get, of how much I can get better. So I don't need your services anymore. Or rather, yes, I am appreciating the progress we've made so far. Let's keep working together. That was another takeaway I had in terms of making sure all the work that someone's doing by taking in a new treatment, a new therapy program like tinnitus retraining therapy, making sure we get all the long-term benefits and rewards from that, not giving up too early and trying not to get frustrated and, and, and quit. So those are some of my big takeaways. This has been day two summary, sort of a vlog, video blog uh, style where I'm sharing in one cut, one video of, of how my day went doing this online course. So welcome to my backyard. I hope you like it. There's some nice vegetables and trees here. And thank you for listening. 
feel free to leave a comment and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's my mission to share high quality information about tinnitus and hearing conditions. It would mean the world to me if you could take just 60 seconds to go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to this podcast and leave a quick review explaining what you learned on this podcast. Thank you so much for considering that and I'll make sure to see you on the next episode.